This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Market Scale Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, thanks for joining us on another episode of the show. Uh, thank you for listening to a piece of content here on our Umbrella Podcast. We have a few of these Market Scale Technology, Market Scale Manufacturing, and Market Scale Radio. Make sure you're subscribing on there for original B2B thought leadership interviews. And make sure you're going to our website if you want more specific industry breakdowns of content. We have a variety of articles, podcasts, videos, and more from a variety of B2B verticals, from food and beverage to pro AV, software and technology, you name it. So while much of the world is moving on from COVID, the United States remains at the center of its spread. As parts of the economy reopen while cases continue to rise, safety has become top of mind for facility managers, for business owners, and of course, for employees as well. Today, we're honing in this compounding issue on entertainment venues specifically. With so many disparate mask mandates, shifting recommendations, etc., how should these venues protect their patrons and employees while not adding to the increasing spread of COVID? So here to give us perspectives on touchless security screening as a solution is Anil Chitkara, co-founder and head of corporate development for Evolve Technology. Anil, great to have you on. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm great, Daniel. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on the podcast and uh, for giving us some thoughts as a company that has been uh, leading in the uh, touchless security technology Industry, honestly, before COVID was a thing. Uh, here, let me give a little context for our audience. Evolve is a security technology company aiming to solve security screening problems with cutting edge tech, helping venues of all kinds keep visitors safe from concealed weapons, now pandemic health threats and intruders. So with all that context in mind, I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on how this technology is having to evolve to match uh, COVID security needs specifically, and also better understand why Evolve exists in the first place and some of the missions uh, that your company is looking to uh, follow day in and day out. So Anil, not to start on a heavy note, uh, but I think it's important to understand the motivating factors that brought Evolve to life to better map your trajectory and solutions today. So can you tell us a bit about the personal life experiences that impacted you and led you to start Evolve? Yeah, great. Thank you, Daniel. So we started Evolve about seven years ago, and there were a couple of specific events that really caused us to start the company and focus it on the mission that we're on. So back in 2001, we all remember 9-11. Um, I remember it fairly acutely. So a close friend of mine got married in 2000, had his first son in 2000, and then on 9-11, he was in the North Tower. And uh, unfortunately, he was there on that day. He was part of a large company there where many of the employees didn't didn't make it out alive. And uh, this is a guy I had known for 15 years before that, close friend, almost uh, like a, a, a colleague. He was at the similar life stage that I was at. Fast forward about 12 more years in 2013, on April 15th, I had uh, my three kids 
in Boston on Beacon Street. They were 12, 7, and 5 at the time. And April 15, 2013 was the running of the Boston Marathon. And the reason we were on Beacon Street at the finish line was we were waiting for my wife to finish. She had run a number of marathons, and she was running the Boston Marathon yet again. She finished. We got in the car. 45 minutes later, the first bomb went off. A few minutes later, the second bomb went off. Luckily for us, we were home at the time, but everybody wasn't so lucky. A close friend of ours was hit by the second bomb and still has fragmentation uh, in his body. And these two events really caused me to think about what I wanted to do and how I could make a difference in the world. You know, in the 70s and 80s, terrorism was about terrorists training in North Africa getting on a plane, hijacking a plane and, and making, uh, you know, making, making problems there. What we saw in New York, what we saw in Boston, what we saw in Paris and San Bernardino, uh, in Orlando and all these different places was that terrorism wasn't focused only on these iconic locations. It could happen anywhere, any place, anytime. And it really made me think about the kind of life I wanted my kids to live. I didn't want them to live in a sheltered life with security perimeters up and um, essentially airport style security everywhere they went. So my co-founder, Mike Ellenbogen, and I started Evolve. And we started it on a mission to make the world a safer place, to find a way to use technology to fundamentally change security so that people could go about their daily lives the way they lived, they worked, they played, they prayed without having the fear of some event happening within which they were. Thank you for sharing that context. Um, I mean, I, I can imagine how those events impacted you personally and the sort of motivation that they would give for you to want to start Evolve. And uh, obviously Evolve looks to solve solutions beyond just the ones that are, uh, you know, the most viscerally tragic, right? Beyond just the, the shootings and, and the bombings, uh, there are more casual you know, circumstances of violence or of or of danger that evolve hopes to mitigate uh, or you know at least create a a more watchful environment to prevent any of those tragedies from happening in the first place. So can you dig in a little more specifically into the kinds of scenarios that evolve hopes to prevent? Uh, and give us some context on which are the most frequent and how does this impact specifically the entertainment venues that uh, you know, we're honing our conversation around today. You know, we all have been through airports. We know what airport screening is like, uh, whether it's in the U.S., Europe or Asia Pacific or overseas. It's, it's essentially airplanes have become very hardened targets. There's been a lot of focus, a lot of technology, a lot of dollars spent on it. We looked at all these other places where people are and how can we help those places, the security professionals maintain a safe venue, a safe environment. So in the entertainment area, that includes performing arts centers, that includes theaters, that includes uh, concert arenas and stadiums and amphitheaters and all those types of locations. It also includes places we go to play, um, theme parks and other locations. And we talked to hundreds of professionals that were charged with keeping those locations safe. And we asked them, you know, how do they do it today? And then secondly, how would they like to do it in the future? And what we heard about today was it was largely a manual process. It included things like walkthrough metal detectors right. or security staff checking in bags, um, very manual process. And what they said to us was the vast majority of people coming into our performing arts center or theme park are not a threat. They don't pose a threat. How can we let everybody go through? screen them efficiently and identify those few people that need a closer look that may actually present a threat. 
So that gave us a very clear principle in terms of what we needed to do. Now, those threats can come in the form of active shooters or terrorism that we talked about. Those are very visceral and very heavy. It can also come in the form of crime and violence. And then third, today in this world, it can come in the form of public health. We've seen all the news around COVID and coronavirus, and that itself is a threat for many of these entertainment venues as well. Have there been any specific events at entertainment venues, you know, whether extremely tragic or, you know, the potential of being a tragedy that have further shaped evolves solutions or evolves perspective on what kind of security is needed at entertainment venues specifically? So we spend a lot of time with national law enforcement organizations, uh, local law enforcement organizations and security professionals running security at these different venues. And uh, we get uh, an inside view of the kinds of challenges they're facing, the kinds of events they're trying to prevent, and some of the very real realistic scenarios that they're up against. Many of these never happen. That's the security professionals doing their job. They're detecting and preventing them from happening. But there are very real scenarios that, that are evolving there. In many states and locations, people are trying to sneak weapons into these different entertainment venues. Now, they may be trying to sneak them in for nefarious purposes. They may be trying to sneak them in for self-defense purposes. It doesn't matter. They're prohibited from entering those specific venues, and the security team's objective is to keep them out of that specific location. Um, and so we are aware of a number of instances where people have tried to sneak weapons in. And luckily, the security infrastructure, the security teams, the layered security has detected and prevented those from getting in. When we look at the existing security technology in entertainment venues, uh, how does that tech Honestly, just at a simple level, how does it work? How does it hope to prevent or mitigate these kinds of uh, situations and tragedies? And how effective is the current layout and why? So when you go to an entertainment venue today, when I go to a concert, I go to dinner. I'm there with my friends. I bought tickets nine months ago. I'm excited to get in and see the band play. However, what happens is I leave the restaurant. I walk up to the venue. I see bike racks and long lines of people. And I get in the back of that line and I wait for 15 minutes or 20 minutes to weave my way through the line. Then I'm finally at the security checkpoint. When I get to the security checkpoint, I need to take my keys out of my pocket, my wallet, my phone, put them in the little white dog bowl, slide that dog bowl down, take my bag off, put it on the table, walk through the walk through metal detector. More times than not, it's beeping. So then I have a security guard come over and hand wand me up and down, identify my watch as the culprit or my belt buckle as the culprit, then go get to the little white bowl and put the keys and coins and phone and everything back in my pocket. It is not a friendly experience. And more importantly, for the band, for the concert venue, it's not what they want. They want me to be excited from the day I purchased my ticket to the day I'm going to the show, to the dinner beforehand, and they want to create an experience where I walk up to the, the arena, I see the signage about the concert, I hear the buzz of the fans, I go buy my, my concert t-shirt, I go right in, I go to the beer stand, I get a beer, and I go sit down and I start listening. The biggest pain point for the guest experience is that security screening. We know it as fans and guests, the venue operators know it, and even the security folks know about it. But it's just, it's the way it's been for so long, and there hasn't been a great solution up to now. And so that's where we really saw an opportunity, which is how can we totally rethink the approach and technology 
that's been used for decades and do it in a better way and do it in a way that really is is fan friendly, is guest friendly. Right. So now we have a better picture of the current security offerings at entertainment venues and what Evolve is wanting to achieve and uh, how Evolve is wanting to restructure uh, what the technology does and how it creates a seamless experience. Now it's time to throw a wrench into literally everything. and We're adding COVID into the mix. Right. So how does security to protect against COVID intersect with the previous forms of venue security that we already broke down? And how does it compound some of the issues that entertainment venues were already feeling? So when I approach an entertainment venue, I usually approach it and get in a line. And that line is the security line. Um, And people stack up behind me and they're stacked up in front of me. And in the COVID era, there should be six feet between the person in front of me, myself and the person behind me. So suddenly that line has to get stretched out quite a bit. And if it doesn't, there's a fan-to-fan proximity that makes me very uncomfortable, makes fans very uncomfortable, that they might be too close. There's no social distancing in the line. So that's one challenge that's been introduced into screening at these venues. The second one is, as I approach the screening location, again, I put a uh, my bag down, a guard is close to me, a guard might be hand-wanding uh, me as I walk through it, So the proximity between the guard and me is close and the guard is touching the bag. They're doing a manual bag check. So the concern is around the ability to transmit COVID either from the fan to the security staff or from the security staff to the fan themselves. And so the idea of doing a more distanced, touchless, contactless approach to screening has really taken hold as a lot of these entertainment venues look to reopen. Yeah, a lot of those security measures are really hands-on, and it's kind of something that we take for granted, I think, that we uh, don't think much about until we're faced with a pandemic, obviously. Do you think some of those uh, more manual, more in-person, incredibly uh, proximate kinds of security operations are going to be phased out now because of COVID permanently? Do you think this is just sort of a pause that, uh, you know, we'll be trying some new technologies and eventually that will come back for any number of reasons, including uh, public perception or customer service? Or do you think they'll just be phased out and we'll move on? So the security teams need to maintain a safe and secure venue. That's a key part of their charter. That concern or potential threat hasn't gone away. But the calculus that's changed is the threat from COVID, the public health threat of fans or guests being close to one another and becoming a super spreader event has higher. So the calculus has changed where we need to maintain and ensure weapons don't get into the facility, but we also want to ensure we don't become a super spreader location. So security's changing. It's hard for me to see how an existing way to do a walkthrough metal detector and a manual bag check can be so hands-off enough that the, the security staff and, and visitors can be so far apart that the security system can be effective, but the public health risk goes, risk goes down. And so we've seen a tremendous amount of interest in a free-flow, touchless security approach. And that's what essentially we've done and we've built the technology around is how can you let everybody walk right through, keep the guards and the visitors at a safe distance, at a social distance, and let them be screened and go right in. So COVID is affecting already existing forms of security protocol and procedures that are most common 
at entertainment venues, but it's also adding new layers of security that are specifically for combating COVID. That includes uh, things like thermal imaging, less technologically uh, intensive measures like just mask mandates, and then social distancing as well. So how are these issues affecting venues today, both operationally and in the context of public perception? What are some of the technological issues, like I said, operational or public perception issues on top of everything? Public safety and public health have very interesting parallels. So in the case of safety, we talk about layers of security. There's screening technologies, a layer of security. There's guards that are layers of security. There's video cameras that are layers of security. There's multiple layers of security to protect a venue and people inside the venue. It's similar as we think about public health in the COVID-19 environment. So venues are putting in different layers to keep people safe. One of the things they're doing is social distancing. We've all heard about that. A second thing they're doing is about staggering times to arrive. So everybody doesn't arrive 15 minutes before the start of a show or an event. Another thing they're doing is around thermal imaging or essentially assessing elevated body temperature. So as people come and approach the entrance, can they use technology to identify if an individual has a body temperature over 100.4 degrees and therefore may have symptoms of coronavirus. And so there's a number of technologies that are being used as layers to ensure or improve and mitigate the risk of COVID-19 getting into their venue and then spreading throughout their fans or guests in the venue itself. That layer of public perception, I know, is uh, deeply impacting retail establishments and uh, food and beverage establishments uh, with how they approach their COVID response. Uh, Do you think the pressure around public perception is the same for entertainment venues? And if so, uh, how much do you expect that to be a motivating factor moving forward for how technology is implemented and how security uh, protocols and technologies are uh, built into the process? It's been very, it's a very interesting question. We've been working through this ourselves uh, at Evolve, and we have bucketed venues into three different categories. One category is outdoor venues where people are moving around. Think theme parks or recreational types of environments. And as we've all heard, the risk of COVID is lower in an outdoor environment where there's breeze and airflow, et cetera, et cetera. As you look at indoor environments, we really think of them in two different buckets. We think of indoor environments where people can also move around. Think about a museum, for example. Um, and then we think about indoor environments where people are seated, like a concert arena or a sports stadium. Uh, that's indoor. And in those locations where they're indoors and seated, that's where you have potentially the closest proximity to people and potentially the highest probability of spreading if somebody with coronavirus is in your specific venue. So those locations, those entertainment venues where people are indoors, close to each other, sitting down, really are of concern. And I know that those venue operators are trying to figure out what are the different technologies, protocols, and policies they can put in place to try to create as safe an environment as they can for those entertainment venues. And you see things like social distancing, you see things like pods where people are seated, sort of a family pod, and then a distance from one family pod to another family pod. Um, There's a lot of different mechanisms they're trying to put in place. The challenge, frankly, is many of them need to operate at 50 or 60% of capacity 
to make it financially worthwhile, to break even. There's a high cost to put on a show, for example. So they need to find a way to get a lot of people into that location and do it in a safe way. All right. For the last leg of our conversation, I want to focus a bit more on Evolve specifically again after a better understanding the issue as it affects the industry as a whole. So how is Evolve attempting to address these timely security issues brought on by COVID? Uh, what, what are the technologies that you are offering that are uh, COVID specific or that were um, ideated because of the pandemic? And how are they impacting operations for entertainment? venues. We built the company and we built the technology to do a much better job of screening, a much more visitor-friendly or guest-friendly experience. And what that means is you walk up to it, you leave your bag on your back, you leave your phone in your pocket, and you never stop. You walk right through. That's what we built the technology to do from the start seven years ago. Um, What that enabled is lots of people to go through and be screened, 3,600 people an hour, to go through one of our products, one of our units, and they're all screened, they're all screened consistently, and if anybody has a potential threat or weapon on them, they're identified and then the security staff will remedy that uh, with whatever protocols they have. In the COVID environment, what we've seen is that whole process I talked about is a touchless process. There's no security guard touching the bag, I'm not close to a security guard. They can stand off at a distance. And so the ability to walk right through a system, there's 42 inches between it. I can go in a free-flowing manner. I can go with my family. I can maintain social distancing. I'm not stuck in a security line. All of those benefits really start to make sense in a COVID environment where they want to keep people spread out. They want to keep guard to visitor proximity to a minimum, and they just don't want people touching other people's bags and and personal items. So we've seen a significant increase in our business in this COVID environment where people do not want to use the manual approaches. They want a very seamless, very easy, very fast, touchless approach to security screening, ensuring everybody's screened and they're screened consistently, but I don't have to put my guards and my visitors close to one another and potentially in harm's way relative to the coronavirus. And what sort of team do you have behind your COVID solutions, uh, crafting products that will be useful now, but also in the long term? Uh, you know, what, what kind of perspectives do you have influencing these solutions? We think about our products as embodying a number of different disciplines to make them work and make them be truly disruptive. One aspect of that is the user experience. That includes the visitor experience that walks right through it, and that includes the security team's experience who has to operate it. So we have a team of people that focus on the flow of people and the experience and interaction with the technology itself, and how can we optimize that and do it in an entirely different way. Uh, We also have a technical team that is very deep on sensors and algorithms and data processing so that we can ensure that the job we're trying to do whether it's screening for weapons coming through or screening for elevated body temperatures using a thermal camera, that the technology will work, it'll be reliable, it can be dependable by both the guests that wanna come in and enjoy themselves, as well as the venue that is operating a safe and secure venue. And so we've got multiple sort of teams that ensure that our technology has been built to operate. And then we have a customer success team. So our customer success team spends a lot of time with our customers understanding their specific environment, 
what their specific objectives are, what their needs are, what some of their constraints might be, and takes our technology and ensures that it's deployed with the right operational approach and footprint to optimize what each specific customer is trying to do with their own venue. And what we find is that customer success team gets great reviews from our customers. They help out when we get it deployed. They stay on site to make sure it continues to work. They go back in 30 days and they make some tweaks to the operation or maybe some changes to the technology. And they continue to ensure that our customers are very happy with what's been what's being done and what's being deployed at their site. And that's really been a shining part of our organization is the customer success team. And lastly, let's peer ahead into the future for this technology. Are there other uses beyond COVID spread mitigation for the solutions that Evolve is designing now, uh, specifically in entertainment venues or even beyond in other industries? And if so, uh, what are some of the consequences, uh, you know, positive mostly or negative, I guess, uh, of these products being integrated in venues, uh, specifically for security operations and logistics? So I think the venue operators at the end of the day want to create an unparalleled experience for the guest. And that experience in a lot of cases starts with their ticketing way back months ago when they initially bought their ticket, all the way through their experience at the specific event itself, and then after they leave. And they have identified friction points along the way. So one of the friction points is security screening, and we've talked a lot about security screening. Another friction point is ticketing. So whether it's getting your ticket from Ticketmaster in the old days or printing off the QR code or barcode at home or having it on your phone, but ticketing continues to be another point of friction. And so as we look forward, we look at how can we take that whole process from approaching the venue to getting to your seat and reduce the friction points along the way? How can we use technology? How can we use a digital approach to incorporate as much of that into our products to give an unparalleled experience for the guest and ultimately deliver on what the venue is trying to do, which is have the guest focus on the experience when they're sitting in their seat. They're watching the game, they're watching the concert, they're watching the band perform. And that's really what we're trying to do is reduce those fiction points. And there's a lot of opportunity to use technology and use digital technology to do that. And we've seen a lot of the different uh, developments in various areas. And one of the things we look at is other industries Um, that are using technology to address some of their needs and how can we bring those ideas and bring those technologies into our industry and really fundamentally transform how it was done two years ago and 10 years ago and 20 years ago. All right, Anil Chitkara, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, Any final thoughts you want to leave our audience with to contextualize some of our conversation today and what the main takeaways should be as we continue to fight COVID? Unfortunately, in this world, there are concerns, there are threats, there are threats to people's physical security, there's threats to their public health. Um, It's just a fact of the world we live in today. I wish our company didn't have to exist. I wish there was no active shooters. I wish there was no terrorism, but unfortunately there is. And so as we look forward, there will be another threat in two years. There'll be a different threat in four years. There'll be another threat in 10 years. So we're trying to build a technology platform that can change with those changing threats, where a customer, a venue, an entertainment location can deploy the technology. And if there's a new threat that emerges in in two years, we can upgrade the software, push it through the cloud and automatically update it at the customer's location. And it just keeps up with their concerns 
and keeps up with the specific needs and opportunities and challenges they're trying to address. That's the vision we have. To date, security has been very analog. Um, it's been very sort of fixed. It's been sold as a purchase piece of equipment. And we just think about it fundamentally different. These things have to endure over time. And there's a lot of different technologies that are enabling that to happen today. And then certainly let them happen in the future. Anil Chitkara, co-founder and head of corporate development for Evolve Technology. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, giving us your thoughts on the program and walking us through some of the solutions that Evolve is bringing to the entertainment industry and beyond to support COVID security measures and more. So, Anil, thanks again for joining us. Always a pleasure getting to chat. Thank you, Daniel. Really appreciate the opportunity. Take care and stay safe. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Market Scale Technology Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find this podcast by looking up Market Scale Technology. Hit that subscribe button and you'll find a full catalog of previous episodes and get notifications on upcoming pieces of content. You can also find this podcast and other B2B industry vertical pieces of content like podcasts, articles, videos, and more on our website, marketscale.com slash industries. Again, marketscale.com slash industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.